Hello, my name is Vitushin, and today I'm going to be looking at the theory of knowledge and questions that revolve around personal and shared knowledge. Now, let's take a look at the first question. Is there a part of we know that remains personal to an individual and hence is not shared? And to that, I say shared knowledge can have a personal aspect to it. An example of this would be cooking. Now, when making soup, one is aware of being required to chop vegetables using a knife because vegetables are known to add flavor and overall raise the quality of the soup. So in that sense, it is shared knowledge. But the aspect that makes it personal is how one would cut it. Would they fold their fingertips or would they leave them straight when cutting? Or would they let the knife glide or would they chop it? Another example is writing in English. Now, English is a language that's spoken commonly throughout the world. And when you're learning how to when you're learning how to speak English, you also have to learn how to write too. And while this is part of shared knowledge, the personal aspect comes down to handwriting. Each and every single individual has their own type of handwriting, and that's what makes them unique. In that sense, that personal aspect is applied to shared knowledge. Now, the second question is, is what I know purely personal to me or is some part of it known to others or based on what others have known? To that, I say everyone has their own life experiences and develop personal knowledge from them. But I don't think it's strictly personal to a person as people can have similar or same experiences. So in that sense, part of my knowledge is known to others. An example of this would be learning how to ride a bike. Now, it is personal in the sense that one has to learn how to balance themselves and one has to develop muscle memory to get used to balancing. But it's not purely personal because other people that have learned how to ride a bike experience the same thing. Now, third question asks, is it equally easy to communicate I know and we know? To that, I answer no. I think it is more difficult to communicate personal knowledge than shared knowledge. With shared knowledge, it's on the basis of something that we claim to be true, where a group of people agreed upon an idea and that makes it shared knowledge. But with personal ideas, they're based off personal experiences. And in that sense, it's something that I claim to be true. So it's a, it's a matter of reliability and plausibility. Let's take camels for an example. Now with camels, they live in the Middle East or in Africa but not commonly found in North America. So let's say this person lives in North America and has never been to a zoo, has never seen a camel in his life, or has never had insight and any shared knowledge that can indicate that camels exist. Based off that alone, and based off his personal experiences alone, he can conclude that camels do not exist. Now, would you believe that? That is the question. When it's shared knowledge, however, it's the idea that a group of people come together and let's say they all agree that camels exist. A group of people saw the camels, they know that they exist, they've confirmed it. In that sense, a group of people having shared knowledge is more reliable and more plausible than personal knowledge. Now, the last question is, how do you think the concept of personal and shared knowledge can be linked to the idea of communities of thinkers? Now, in a community of thinkers, there is no right or wrong answer. In that sense, personal knowledge can be applied to formulate an argument. An example of this would be uh, making an argument about lying. 
one argument can be is lying always wrong no matter what or another argument can be well lying could be acceptable in some circumstances with shared knowledge that can be formed through agreed ideas let's take this for example let's say a person devotes their entire life to helping people in need now he doesn't think about himself but thinks about the other people that he can help and has no benefit in doing it whatsoever so in that sense let's say a group of people come together and discuss his actions and they conclude that this person is indeed selfless and by gaining nothing in return for helping these people he is committing a great action in that sense a group of thinkers came together and agreed on an idea and that made it into shared knowledge now that is my answer to all of these questions thank you and goodbye